0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining A Moment with Linda. My name is Linda Shelton, and I'm the host of the show. We're going to have a special guest on today. His name is Lane Kawaka, and he's with um, Simple Passive Cashflow, and we're going to be discussing passively investing in real estate, and this will be an interview with him. You can also go on simply simple com and get more information. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so Mr. Lane, uh, you're ex civil engineer who invested passively in real estate from Hawaii and currently own over 4,500 units in Atlanta, um, Georgia, or well, Georgia, Oklahoma, just to name a few, Texas, Missouri. Um, how? How did you begin investing in appreciating markets like Seattle or started transitioning to cash flow markets where the numbers make sense? And also, uh, just to ask you another question um, counterintuitive wealth rules of the rich uh, that you follow. Can you answer those questions, please?
1: Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll kind of start off at the top. Thanks for having me again. Okay. Um, so I started this. Uh, this, I call it the linear path. You know, a lot of working professionals, we're taught to go to school, study hard, get a good job, work at said job for 40, 50 years. And uh, that's what I did. I started out on that path. I was good at math and science. So I became an engineer, whether I liked it or not. And again, I followed all the financial dogma of buying a house to live in because that's what everybody says you're supposed to do. And one of the things we could talk about that later, but I'm not a big fan of buying a house that you live in, I think people should invest instead. But anyway, I bought that house to live in because I was never home. I was traveling on the road for work all the time. I started to rent it out. Um, yeah. It was a $350,000 house in Seattle, Washington. It rented for $2,200 a month and the mortgage was $1,600. Okay. And I knew nothing about you know the 1% rent-to-value ratio. I knew nothing about the 50% rule. I just knew I had, you know, several hundred dollars of cash flow every month. And I, I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is cool. This is a lot of beer money. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if I just kept doing that, I would be able to quit my day job, fire my boss. And that's how it all got started.
0: Awesome. Now, why do you believe that you shouldn't live in the home that you, you shouldn't live in your home?
1: Yeah, I mean, most financial advice tells you to buy a house, right? But mm-hmm. I, I think, look for most people who are unable to save money and not the not the best um, financial literate folks, a house is a great for savings account for most mm-hmm. people. So I do agree most people should buy a house. Okay. But a lot of folks that are kind of in my tribe or li- you know in listen to podcasts, right, improving themselves, you know, getting better at finances,
0: mm-hmm. but. Be-
1: able to curb their spending um you know it's better to invest it basically comes down to arbitrage and you're making more money investing than you are in the house that you're living in which basically just goes up with the pace of inflation absolutely Um, you know when i when i was first had that rental property my big epiphany was you know it wasn't the best rental property It wasn't in the best area to buy in Mm. but i was making like you know, 20, 30% plus a year. And I looked over at my retirement account, my 401k, and I was only like 8 to 10%. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And then I started to realize, you know, this whole system is engineered to kind of keep us working um, mm-hmm. to our dying day. And, um, you know, we're just getting a bunch of fees in these mutual funds and stocks. And, um, you know, it's not growing for us. And especially it's not growing tax advantage
0: absolutely well lane uh, we are speaking with lane with uh simplepassivecashflow.com and he is answering questions in regards to uh, passive cash flow so the passive investor building a portfolio with little time or what are turnkey rentals and Um, how to best use your money to invest in what? Uh, Can you explain a little bit about that, the passive investing for working professionals?
1: Yeah, so like I think when people think of real estate investing, they think of, you know, HGTV, house flipping, Mm -hmm. um, wholesaling houses. You know, we don't do any of that. You know, a lot of us are working professionals. A lot of my clients are doctors, engineers, lawyers, successful business owners. Uh, We have money to invest. So we don't play any of these games like flipping houses, finding distressed properties. Um I think that is what most people think of when they think of real estate investing. Um but we are more just buy and hold. We we save up the 20% down payment to go and acquire properties via conventional Fannie Mae Freddie Mac government subsidized loans. Okay. Um so I think that's yeah, you know, I think yeah. We're we're not Active real estate investors. We are passive real estate investors. Um, So it's a lot less effort, a lot less risk too. But the problem is, you know, you need money, right? And you know, last time I checked, real investing requires capital. If you don't have capital, you got a money problem. And I'm not here to teach anybody that I'm not the best to figure that out because I had a day job, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. whether it was good or bad, that was my thing. but I can tell, I can teach people how to take it from, you know, hundred thousand dollar net worth all the way up to a million to ten million, awesome. and that's kind of what what real estate is a, one of the best end game strategies out there to do it.
0: And Mister Lane, again, um, the tonal financial wealth billing billing for accredited investors. Um, can you explain a little bit more on that one?
1: Yeah. So. Something I realized when I had, I started investing in 2009 with my first rental property and I just saved up my money to buy, you know, more down payments on more properties. In 2015, I had 11 of these rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds super cool, but you know, at a few hundred dollars of cash flow after you pay all your expenses, put money away, pay property managers to do all your dirty work for you. And you know, you're going to have some vacancy here and there and you're going to obviously have some mishaps too. Um, you know, that's maybe $3,000 a cash flow a month on 11 properties, which is, which is awesome, right? I mean, who wouldn't want that? But I also don't know what American family that can survive on $3,000 passive a month yeah. on 11 rentals. And, and just so people give people a little understanding on like, you know, what they can expect with that many rentals. You're going to have an eviction um, one or two a year with that many you're gonna have some kind of big catastrophe happen every quarter, like a tree falling on one of the houses or a, a small flood in the basement, you know, in a big rainstorm, mm-hmm. uh, which is no problem because the property manager kind of takes care of it. But you, as the owner, needs to manage the manager, and after a while, it becomes quite the headache, especially if you're thinking, well, I need ten thousand dollars of passive income a month,
0: mm-hmm. therefore
1: I need three times eleven, so thirty houses. So now you're talking about eviction every other month, and it's just not scalable. And this is where I found myself back in 2015, as I started to see, I start to feel the pains of growing, and I realized it wasn't scalable. And also, something that investors should be doing is managing their equity, you know, as their property appreciates in value, and their tenants pay down their mortgage, they're getting more principal or equity in the property, which is a good thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, your return on equity is going down because you have more lazy equity in the property. You mm-hmm. know, owning paid off, we don't want to pay off our properties, right? Yeah. Because that means our return on equity is going down. Now, I know that sounds a little irresponsible, but, you know, investors, sophisticated investors look more at like the cash flow, how much it's bringing in, uh-huh. as opposed to paying off properties. I mean, especially when you look at, you know, where this country is going, how else are we going to pay for all this debt than to increase, um, you know, increase taxes, but also inflate the money supply, which is what's going on now, but you're not seeing it quite yet. Um, so by acquiring all this good long-term fixed de- debt, mm-hmm. is probably one of the best hedges out there and putting it into commodities like real estate. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I think... You know, this is where I started to get around other accredited investors, um, people older than myself. And I started to realize that they did things very differently than, you know, what your parents taught you or what your co-workers are doing. You mm-hmm. know, they're not buying houses to live in until they have several million dollars of net worth. Yeah. They not doing retirement funds, a um, variety of reasons there. Um, they're investing their money into real hard assets that cash flow that allow them to pay very little to no taxes. And that is how they they grow their wealth exponentially in comparison to what average folks do.
0: Awesome. Well, I know my listeners have heard all these, some of these things that you're saying, we were just going over taxes and how the real estate uh, gives you a great tax break. Um, but um, the cash, Passive cash flow investing. Can you explain that a little bit more in depth?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one of the major examples we'll use for new folks just to kind of, you know, think of something tangible is, you know, we'll buy a $100,000 house mm-hmm. that will rent for about a thousand bucks, right? We're looking for that monthly rent divided by the purchase price to be 1% or higher to be able to cash flow. So, you know, a thousand divided by a hundred grand is one percent. So those of you know folks listening, you know, are in California or Seattle or Hawaii, you know, you'd be lucky to find a house four hundred grand in the ghetto, right? We don't buy houses in the ghetto, by the way. Um, that'll rent for two thousand dollars a month. And two thousand divided by four hundred thousand is half a percent. That's not gonna work, that's less than one percent. So you know, we we stay above that one percent um rent-to-value ratio, but you know, going back to the example of a thousand dollars rent, you know, if each of my fingers is a hundred bucks mm-hmm. you're going to pay your professional property manager, 10% of that, you know, to kind of manage it for you. So, you know, we're not doing the dirty work. Yeah. You're going to have, you know, a hundred bucks of repairs every month. You're going to have maybe another hundred dollars of vacancy and CapEx that you want to put aside mm-hmm. for that rainy day when it does happen. And then you want to, you got to pay your principal interest taxes and insurance, your mortgage payment essentially, and then hopefully you should have you know a few hundred dollars, left over, and that is your true cash flow. Yes, right. Your cash flow is not your mortgage minus your um, your rents, right? You have to pay for all your expenses, repairs, capex, vacancy, and property management, and true. that that's your cash flow
0: number. Mm. True. Well, Lane, I definitely um, agree with everything that you're saying. I I, I think you're program that you have uh definitely i've read over i've looked at your portfolio of properties and real estate that you own as well how, how many properties do you currently own or, or roughly
1: i i think it's maybe a couple dozen or somewhere around there i know the unit counts around 4500 today but because we we buy apartments these days between 100 to 300 units is normally what we target, and we also target more red, red cities, you know, because as the not the same thing politically, but when we're the landlord, we want landlord friendly laws on our side. Okay. Yeah, I and noticed. Also, this
0: is, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Also, and you know.
0: So, um, Lane, I do want to thank you for joining us, uh, um, and thank you for being such a helpful person and explaining. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we get off and tell a little bit more about your company or anything like that?
1: Um, yeah, if people wanna are trying to pick up their first rental property, I mean, I think it's the path to financial freedom. I think most of my clients can get there in less than a decade instead of just trudging it out with the normal 401k mutual funds for 40 to 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the first step is just picking up a cash line rental, um, check out my podcasts. I'd say the first, you know, half a dozen podcasts were all about buying single family homes remotely. Mm-hmm. And, um, as I became more of an accredited investor, the podcast is kind of skewed more toward accredited investing in syndications, private placements, but, um, but yeah, check it out. Simple
0: Well, I wanna thank you so much uh, for joining us and allowing us to discuss your, your business and what you do. I appreciate it so much, Mr. Lane.